Welcome to the Painting of the Week podcast, where we look at some of the most significant paintings throughout history. Introducing your hosts, Phil Grabsky and Laura Bentham. Well, hello. Welcome to our arts podcast. I'm Phil. And I'm Laura. And it's Laura's birthday. Yay! <laughs> we were just discussing whether to mention it, but we have now, so... Yeah. I don't think there'll be any repercussions and we're not going to talk age. No, let's definitely not do that. But uh, today we are going to talk about a painting by an artist called Eric Revilius. Now, and then the and the painting is called, uh, actually, is it Landscape from a Train? Or train, tra- I've got Train Landscape. Train Landscape, Train Landscape, okay. Now... I guess it was 2015, so a few years ago, Hmm. I was giving a talk about, it was like a weekend of lectures about art at a most fantastic place in Somerset called Dillington House. Dillington House is absolutely wonderful. I think every every county in, in Britain certainly should have one of these houses because they do... Weekend courses, weekday courses, day afternoon courses. They get lecturers in. They do wonderful food. They've got fantastic mm. accommodation. Okay. Really, really brilliant. And I've done a few there now um, about Afghanistan and about the history of documentary filmmaking and about art. Anyway, and I brought up to talk about, um, I guess he might have been talking about Goya. Anyway, I brought up a curator whose name is Xavier Bray. Xavier Bray was a curator at the National Gallery who spent many, many years putting on uh, a wonderful exhibition about Goya. Um, He then went to become the director of Dulwich Art Gallery, Mm. and he is currently the director of the Wallace Collection in London. Very, very nice man, very... Uh, very nice, amiable, and clearly highly intelligent. Well, maybe we could get some of these people in. Yeah, like well, a guest. Oh, good idea. He'd be great. Mm-hmm. Anyway, when we were talking that weekend, he said to me, "Oh, I'm just about to put on an exhibition because I always ask for exhibition on screen. Yeah, you know, what you know, what exhibitions are coming up?" He said, "Oh, we're about to do maybe the first proper exhibition of the works of Eric Revilius." And I said, who's that? Because I'd never heard of him. No. And <laughs> I... Clearly I wouldn't have done. <laughs> well... No, I didn't. I hadn't. I, I think it's 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 funny how some artists become well-known, some don't. Um, over the last few days, everyone I've shown his paintings to, I would say the majority of people haven't known about him, but have absolutely loved his work. Yeah. And you wonder, well, wonder, I wonder why that is. You know, what is it? Why does one artist become well-known and another one doesn't? Anyway, it's certainly not for lack of quality in his case. I think these paintings are fantastic. Oh. Now, they obviously have a particular resonance for me because they are local. And this is these are exactly the landscapes that I go running and cycling and walking in, so I recognise them. Um, and... I, I personally think they're absolutely tremendous. Um, it's it's a, an interesting story, and we'll, we'll we'll come back to it during the podcast. But um, 
unfortunately, he he died during the war. Um, he was uh, up in Iceland, actually, and uh, a plane had gone out, hadn't come back. Three planes went off to search for this, or even four planes went off to search for the missing plane. He jumped into one of those, maybe to do some sketches or some drawings, and that plane never returned. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that was 1942, <clears throat> so it's quite sad. Um, anyway, of the many paintings um, of his, of landscapes, I think they're I think they're all watercolours, as far as I can remember. Um, I've chosen this one. Lovely. And it is lovely. It is lovely. Had you, had you ever seen this before? No. No. Not ever. Not at all. Never. And to be fair, watercolour, I would have all probably thought, mm, not my cup of tea. Turns out Eric loved a cup of tea. <laughs> so, yeah, he really did. <laughs> so, instantly... I was, um, I'm in. <laughs> oh, well, that's good. <laughs> Loves a cup of tea. But I think if you're brought up around here, or certainly within Sussex counties and mm. countryside, it just takes you back to, you know, I thought, fun, funny enough, I thought it was a bit simple. I thought the paintings were just too simple. Mm. And then when I started to look at them, it was... Uh, thought about it in my head so many times. I thought it's just going like round to your nan and granddad's having a cup of tea and a bit mm. of a hug. Mm. They're just really, really <laughs> simple but lovely. Even in this painting initially, why are there no people in mm. that carriage? Mm. Most people might have put somebody in, mm. do you think? I don't know. Because you're going to say to me, where's your eye go, Laura, and all that. No, no, but is it, I mean... <laughs> and I, just, uh, I, yeah. guess, I guess if you had somebody in it, I hadn't thought about that. Um, I'm trying to think. Oh, he does do people, yeah. Yeah. If he'd done, I mean, it would have, I guess you might have focused on that person and their story yeah. rather than the detail, we all talk about the detail of the carriage and the landscape. Mm. One thing which I only only discovered this week, in and I mean, I'm, this is secondhand information, so I'm assuming it's true, we're talking about him and his south coast of Britain paintings. Yeah. And there are many of them which are Lewis and, you know, the Seven Sisters and mm-hmm. so on and so forth. Actually, this horse, which I've seen, um, is in Wiltshire. It's not in Sussex. No. Um, I think it's Westbury. Yeah. Um and so, funnily enough, after I'd suggested this to you last week and I was thinking to myself, oh, yes, this is a, we can talk about the Sussex landscape. But I looked at it a bit more carefully. I thought, oh, no, actually, this is not Sussex. <laughs> but funnily enough, and I only just discovered this reading about this painting this week, um, they have discovered that originally the white horse wasn't the white horse. It's something that he and his wife cut and pasted on top of the previous uh, kind of illustration there, which is the Great Man of Wilmington. Oh, okay. Now, the Great Man of Wilmington is just near near Lewis. And in fact, I cycle past it, you know, once a month. It's fantastic. Mm. Um, And for some reason, I I don't know why, originally he had the Great Man of Wilmington there, and then decided to put on the horse from um, Westbury and said, 
I don't know why that is, but that would suggest actually that those are the South Downs. And there's another painting that he does, which is still very clearly the great man of Wilmington. And it's, it's very accurate. Um, but he, and it is, it is a similar landscape. He to was, this. he was, he spent many times in Eastbourne. Yeah. Growing up and or having cups of tea. Yeah. Which I still love. But, uh, yeah. And that's exactly on that road, isn't it? Like you said. If you're cycling it, you're always on downs. It's so. a, it's um it's a road that people might miss the one that goes past the uh, Great Man of Wilmington because it's because now they've got the bypass yeah. which people will jump onto. But um, it runs the road well, obviously runs just underneath the downs, and you you get to a fantastic. There's a gate, and actually his painting, or water well, you know his his painting of the Great Man of Wilmington is exactly from that gate, right. and I I was not lot. Not that long ago, I stopped I was cycling and took a picture, and it's exactly the same frame as him. And I like I like that. I like that kind of connection. I guess he did it, what are we talking, 80 years ago, 85 years ago. Yeah. And, of course, landscape, well. But he doesn't even, it's, it doesn't like, it's not like he even puts anything in. So many of his paintings, when I was looking at them, you probably would think, oh, I'll pop something in the corner mm. or I'll do, and they're not. They're just... There's it's sort true. of one with a field and a pagoda, I think, and you think, oh, well, instantly you wouldn't think, oh, I'll paint that. But he has. He's just done it. It's true. When I used to doodle at school, I was always putting stuff in. Like, for me, I had to put a little little castle yeah. on the top of the hill. And a, <laughs> he's actually... Um, That's so lovely. Know, They're just so simple. They, they are... But the thing, but I tell you what I like about Revilius, and mm. I think this is true of all great artists, is that um, you could show me a painting that I'd not seen before by Revilius, and I would say that's Revilius. Yeah, and I find that really interesting. In the same way that you could pretty much show me a Caravaggio or a Raphael or a Monet. I mean, I now think I could tell the difference between the impressionists. So if I saw a painting, I'd say, "No, that's a Renoir," or "That's a Degas." That singular signature of an artist, I think, is part of what creates that sense of an artist great, being great. Yeah. Something about the work of Revilius, if you look at the body of work, obviously there are exceptions and there might be etchings or drawings that don't quite fit this, but these yeah. types of paintings, the, the kind of the colourful landscapes, I don't know any other artist. Well, I shall say that there's a local, there's an artist... Um, uh, working today, who has a kind of a similar, actually even even her colours are, are, are bolder. Um, but he didn't like the sunlight much. Oh, is that right? Mm, he really did not like it much. So he preferred uh, working on a sort of a winter, cloudy day, uh, morning if possible. Okay, which is what I was coming across. Yeah, well, that's interesting because this is quite pale. Isn't mm. it? In fact, there's just that little bit of light. Well, maybe that top left, just just yeah. a little bit of light coming in. Yeah. So, well, that I would never. Obviously, I can't tell the difference between all those paintings. I think people have probably gathered that over the last few months. <laughs> but I must admit, when you told me to look at this painting, now I think I could. And his wood, he does those wood um, engravings, which are lovely, black and white, really detailed. Hmm. Almost like tattoos. Really? Yeah. 
I mean, it's clear. Um, I mean, this is. Yeah, it's lovely. Again, you might look at it at first glance and think, oh, it's actually, you know, relatively. I was going to say pedestrian, not pedestrian, but not too complicated. Actually, that's one. It's one of those paintings. Again, you stop and look and think, well, hold on a minute. Yeah. Look at the detail. I mean. Yes. I mean, I, I've been in carriages like this. I'm sure we all have. Yeah. And you can see around the door that little bit of trim there, which was to keep the, the wind out. Yeah. And then that strap, you might think, what's the strap for? Well, the strap's because you need something to hold on. You can't lean out. No. <laughs> no. So when you open the door, you'd hold on to the strap. And yeah. what I love about this, okay, the big number three, mm-hmm. third class. Yes. Now, this does predate me because in my time when we had these carriages, these six person carriages you had first class and second class so I've never known a third class but of course at this time there was a third class and it actually looks quite comfortable I mean it does not, not that different to I think the only difference probably was that in first class you didn't have the type of passenger that would travel in third class sitting in it but it looks absolutely <laughs> fine in fact I did read that um in the war uh, he was travelling and quite happy to travel third class. But uh, word got round that some other, you know, um, was he an officer? Why would this be? Some others were travelling first class. And in the end, they sent a memo saying, we better let Revilius travel first class because others are. Mm-hmm. Anyway, three stands for third class. Actually looks fairly comfortable. But again, if you look a little bit, you know, that seat on the right, yeah. you know, that's deliberate. That front line isn't straight. It means it's starting to sag. Yeah. And again, if you've ever sat on one of those old seats where the springs are going. Mm. And then, um, you know, this, the strap is, Straps is worn and mm. bent and curved. Um, it looks, it does start to look a little bit tatty, doesn't it? It's Some of the varnish. It's nice looking though. It is very comfortable. I mean, I'd, I'll tell you what. Yeah. I, any day of the week, I <laughs> yes. take this over a Thameslink train. Exactly. Now. Those new trains that they bought, yeah. which they made such a fuss about, yeah. they are the cheapest seats. Mm. I don't know a seat. No. You take off the material, underneath there, there must be like a plank of plywood. Yeah. They are awful. No, People have, it's, it's so, so much, it's so lax in respect for the passenger. The current trains. And that train is going from London to Cornwall, isn't it? Well. That one. Okay. So. Oh, oh no, because you still think that's. So. Not. It's fake because there's no railway. No more not fake news again. Fake news. (laughs) Oh, come on. I'm going to disabuse you of any such. (laughs) Well, if it's. I've done well this week. (laughs) But if it is the long man of, the great man of Wilmington, or is it a long man? Oh. Oh, no, long. Long Man of Wilmington. Um, yeah, I'm pretty sure. Not the Great Man. Oh, no, don't, because now you questioned it. I'm now worrying. Oh, well, it's just, Okay, mm, I'm pretty sure it's long. Something Man of Wilmington. Yeah. He is quite long. <laughs> he is very. Do you know, during the war, the white lines, they painted them green so that German aircraft wouldn't <laughs> use it as a as a um, point of reference. Right. Let's get rid of them. And they're not actually white lines. They're um, blocks of concrete, mm. which just look white from a distance. Anyway. Okay. Um, Back to fake news. If it's if it is the long man of Wilmington, then the nearest railway is actually at the other. It's actually underneath Mount Cabourn, isn't it? So, so that yeah. Well, you, would you, mm, you? I don't know that you would. And Westbury, I don't know. I mean, Westbury 
There's obviously is a railway out there, but I mean, have you have you actually seen that horse? Yeah, I've, and is I've it like it. that? Because yeah, uh, I was looking at some of the photos, and oh. there was quite a lot of different ones, and it didn't really look like that. Oh no, actually, the one out, mm. the one that I've seen, the legs are different. They're mm. kind of um, it's actually the most, most fantastic bit of drawing art. It's like these lines, and then you look at it, and you think it's a horse, but then you look more carefully. I don't. Oh, well. Maybe next time we do a podcast, yeah. we actually need to go on set. Yeah, that's true. Sit there and. In that case, yeah, we, we need to think be. quite carefully what we what we choose. <laughs> I don't know. I think I'm going to think on Some, somewhere sunny. <laughs> south, yeah, <laughs> south of France. I know exactly now where we're going next yeah. time. Nice, somewhere like that, Provence. Thank you. Yeah, because this, this this one's hanging in Aberdeen, I think, isn't it? So, yeah. oh, is it not in um, Eastbourne? Oh, I don't know. I thought I, was, I thought it was in Aberdeen. So there we go. Oh, may, oh maybe. Okay, we're contradicting each other now. Oh, maybe. The, oh, okay. oh, okay. The Towner Gallery. Oh, that's in Eastbourne. Oh, that's probably just a print, then, isn't it? Okay. Right. Oh, yeah, it's in Aberdeen, is it? Okay. Well, I've got. I love Scotland, so I'm happy to go there. But maybe not quite nice, is it? Well, Scott, I mean, I'm going off on a tangent, but the National yeah. Gallery of Scotland is fantastic. Oh, well, one of our that, one right? of our Leonardos that we filmed for Leonardo the Works was there, and it's 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 um, I mean, they, it's not really given the the position it deserves, actually, if, if I'm honest. But it's they've got some stunning paintings in there, and it it's again one of those wonderful British museums that's free to enter. Yeah. Okay. Um, on set then next time so an interesting choice and I mm. I think he didn't didn't he do uh, he does one of a train from mm. the landscape yeah. he's just reversed it yeah um, I think this is where I start to read things in from the biography so he gets married he's working as an artist uh, and he's travelling the country so he's He's just in trains all the time. Yeah. And his family are down in the south. I think they're in Kent briefly, aren't they? But then they're in Eastbourne. and mm. um, But then he's having to travel across um, Britain for various reasons. And then, of course, well, if you, if you went up to, I mean, particularly when the war started, he must have been going here, there and everywhere. So trains were really absolutely essential. Yeah. And, of course, there's a nostalgia for us, too, isn't there, with trains? Mm. Oh, absolutely. I mean, look at those blinds. Yeah. I was a real getting on the Blue, uh, blue Bowl Railway. Yeah. When we were younger, the steam train. Loved it. Oh, yeah. Loved it. Took the children there. Santa. So I was going to say Santa. <laughs> Wasn't that the best thing Oh, ever? no. <laughs> that was like one of the best. I've got a great picture of Ella mm. on, that, on, the, on the train with oh, Santa coming weird. down the corridor. That is why it was such a lovely painting when you picked it. Mm. And definitely initially I was like, oh, well, I'm not going to know anything about Eric. As soon as, as, soon as you get involved. I wonder if some people mm. then would find it a bit over well, nostalgic and a bit mm, not, definitely. not quite meaty enough. But then they might then think to themselves, well, I'll go to my own local artists mm. and find one. Because I didn't think it would be something I would have really gone for. And then I just thought about my grandparents and mm. how lovely they were. And there's that one painting, Tea at Furlongs, which is mm. is just, uh, they've got dodgy old tables out mm. and a funny chair and everything. And oh, it used to be so lovely. Mm. 
It's funny, isn't it? Again, particular resonance for us when you look at them is like flooding in Lewis. And, oh, yeah. I mean, there's so many on the the road that goes down over the Seven Sisters. Well, I've cycled that and I've run that. And then um, oh, there's just so many where you think, oh, yeah, okay, that's... Well, the seven, the seven Sisters was almost no more last year. You could hardly see the bends. They, they, had, a, they had a huge um, loss, didn't they? Yeah. Recently? Big crack. And, and um, I do wonder about the horse. <laughs> I wonder why he... One, I wonder why he put anything in it at all. I'll tell you why I think he might have done. Because mm. if you don't have it... Yeah. It's quite flat, actually. Mm. Put your hand over it and it's mm. just a flat. It's a bit in keeping with all your other paintings that you've said, though, because your eye instantly goes to the horse, Definitely to goes the to, left. So you go straight through the window, don't you? Yeah. Actually, if you cover it up. Yeah. What are you going to look at? Actually, you know where your eye goes? Funny mm. enough, the next white thing, which is the three. Mm. Yeah, definitely. And actually, you're not really drawn outside the window, are you? You almost stay inside. Mm. That's quite interesting, isn't it? My eye doesn't really drift outside so much that's almost secondary but now mm. you go out and then oh, you... I thought you put the painting on purpose for that no, no where's your eye go first Laura where's your eye oh, go first? horse although I am drawn to the cushion at the bottom mm. where like you said it's third class and it's the only bit that looks I mean those seats look okay yeah like you I mean, said that's the only bit that looks slightly worn but I'm sure they were a lot muckier in their time. Yeah. It's like I said to you, though, isn't it? It was just so simple. And, I, you know, there's no... Because really, you wouldn't sit where he's sitting. Well, you would sit by the window, wouldn't you? See, my memory of it... So I don't think he's sitting down at all. OK. I think... Because if you remember, there was, a, there was a corridor that runs along the other side yeah. and a door. Mm. Harry Potter. Yes. Oh. For some... Some of our listeners, that would be their only understanding of what we're talking about. Let's get into Harry Potter. Um, so in a sense, actually, it's not real because he's not looking through the door. No. He's almost looking through the window that would have been there. Yeah. Um, so, I mean, this is clearly he's not... He made on a sketch on a train. Yeah. And he's not doing it... F- he's not sitting down because the angles are all wrong. Mm-hmm. And then you think, you know, obviously you can't stand up on a train. And, and so, I mean, he might have sketched it while he was on the train and then he's obviously created this in his studio. Um, For some reason, you would think the third class would be packed. I don't know why I'm thinking that. So, yeah, might have got rid of a few people out there. It's funny why they've got the big three on the yeah. inside. Yeah. Maybe that's when they had the doors open, but I'm sure they had it on the outside of the carriage. Maybe as you're walking down the corridors, oh, yeah. told you what the carriage mm. was. I don't even have that on the bluebell. No, I've, no, I've never seen a no, three. No, I've never seen a three. Although, well, on an Indian train I have. Oh. Um, <laughs> 990, I guess it's just the name of the carriage. Yeah. And you still see people, don't you, at Clapham Junction with their notebooks, writing down every carriage, every train that comes Definitely. through. Definitely. Train spotters. There's um, everything spotters, isn't there? Huh? Is it Eddie Stobart spotters? <laughs> the- there are. Truck, and I love that. The trucking, I know. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah, it's mad. It's just cool. <laughs> I only found that out, well, it was it a few years ago now, but it used to make me laugh. I was like, how exciting. <laughs> it's I nice. get excited about everything, though. <laughs> remember as a kid, you used to play, uh, you had to get, as you're driving, you had to get every letter of a 
The first letter of every license plate had to get you from A to Z. Right. Obviously never played that game. <laughs> no. Um, the other thing about this painting, which is... We did used to sing, though, so it makes you feel better. Uh, no, no, no. My mum and dad used to make... We, we had a little um, escort van, and it was quite good because we used to get really good acoustics in there, so we did used to sing a bit of opera. Oh, right. Which I won't do for you now, obviously, but we did. So, no, we didn't do the registration. <laughs> but my mum used to do that for sure. <laughs> yeah, no singing in my car. <laughs> I had this really seat that they strapped in, obviously illegal now. Yeah, so the old escort van. It was good what? fun. Strapped into the Yeah, they strapped the... it into the sort of back in between the two of them. Yeah. Yeah, I was totally strapped Facing in. Facing backwards. No, no. Yeah. <laughs> but it, it wasn't safe. That's well, no. You've been straight through the window. Yeah, I know. I think they might have strapped me in a bit. I think I had some kind of reins on, which was then attached to it in some way. We should just cut you in. Yeah. Half. <laughs> <laughs> it's a good job I'm still here, Bill. Top half of the gone. Yeah. <laughs> My dad actually had a car which was a like a Humber, and the front seat was a was a was a like was like this. It was like a bench. Oh no, that's brilliant. I know it was like green leather, and it was all wood. And yeah, you'd sit on this. This it was like a. Um, you imagine taking a section out of the House of Commons, one of those benches. Yeah, that's how it was. Yeah. See if Eric was a, around, then he would have painted that. Yeah, he would. With literally it. nothing in it. He'd have driven it. Probably. <laughs> yes. <laughs> the other thing about this, which I like, which I mm. I don't know if it's just me or whether other people do it too, but I just hear sounds. Mm. So that lock on the door. Again, if you've never been in one of these trains, you wouldn't necessarily know what that was. I, I recognise it instantly. It's, 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 it's the locking mechanism when you would pull it to the right. It's quite chunky, obviously, because the doors have to you, have to... you have to feel them to get them open. And you definitely have to feel them when they shut because you don't want a door flinging open. Uh, no. But I can hear that clunk. Yeah. And then I can hear the sound of the train, and this would have been a steam train, of course, and the metal on wheels, the um, metal wheels on tracks. Mm. And even things like the the blinds coming down and I don't know, I just chit chat in the background. Yeah, no one on phones. Nobody on phones. No, Pe- people actually talked. Yes. <laughs> well, I used to get. So I started commuting from London in uh, what nineteen nineties. We still had these types of trains, and people used to get into a carriage. Not always, of course, but people actually would talk to each other. Yeah. Um, and there used to be some carriages. I'm, I'm commuting. I remember one carriage going up from Brighton, which was the French language carriage. Amazing. And the, you know, the six people would go in there every morning, and they'd speak French. Then you had the you had the bar. That was the best bit. Which I mean, Friday nights in there was yes, mm. gay abandon. Yeah. Um, I know and, a lot of people's stories of that bar. Yeah. Mm. We can mm. get them as guests if you want one time. <laughs> now. You don't even, I mean, they've, they've even got rid of the, 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 um, the wagon that yeah, goes through. Yeah, they have. Yeah. Ah, the romance is gone. Mm. So, Revilius, now, when Xavier Bray put on his exhibition in 2015 at the uh, Dulwich, it was actually very successful. Um, and probably now, if I, would off, if I was offered an, a Revilius exhibition, I would think quite seriously about doing an exhibition on screen about him. Um, because I mean, I think there is enough biography, and there are enough, there is enough artwork, um, and we can't always make films just about people that you can't always be Van Gogh and Monet, and you know we need to broaden it out. 
The trouble is, if people don't come to the cinema because they don't know the name... Yes. You know, I can't make films that nobody comes to because then no. we go out of business. But the wood engravings, they're, they're quite modern-looking, yeah. actually. Yeah. Uh, I really love them. So Very skilled to do that, isn't yeah. it? Yeah. Um, but somebody that I run with, uh, he mentioned another artist, maybe we could look at another time, called... Um, Oh, oh no, Cunio. All right, okay. Well, I was going to say, please let me know him and um, make a change. <laughs> I shall actually look him up. Okay. But another British artist, and he's, he's again, you think, oh, I've, I've never seen this guy. Um, he, um, let me just find him. He did things like Clapham Junction and uh, steam trains and... Okay. So it sounds familiar. I mean, it's kind of a, it's, he's kind of painting, I think, at a similar kind of time. Because wasn't Revilius, one of his things was people weren't taking him serious as an artist. They sort of said he was a bit more of a crafts artist, a craft, because of his wood engravings. So... You know, and then he obviously got commissioned the war the the war artist. So he did eventually get taken a bit seriously. Yeah, I, I really just... really love those. I actually really love those wood um, engravings. I was really taken with them. So here we go, Terence Cunio. <laughs> obviously, I haven't heard of him. No, I'd never heard of him. No, no, oh, no. Good. This is one of those moments where somebody's saying, oh, yes. somebody was saying to me, um, <laughs> what do you think of Terence Cunio? I said, Cunio. And I said, uh, who? Yeah. Okay, good. But he lived 1907 to 1996. Oh, right. And again, I mean, he's, he's painting war scenes from the first, no, it can't be the first world war, second world war and steam trains. And so, so similar period, but look how much more. But, comp- but yeah. just you look, again, look at the style of them. Sorry, mm. for those that are listening, yeah, we've... you're going to have to look it up for yourself because obviously <laughs> we can't really... Um, I suppose we might be able to post one on the podcast. But uh, well, hopefully that's where the podcast will take you, on to something else. But I was going to suggest, look, it looks like the uh, London to Brighton rally. Oh, what, the old Crocs? No. Yeah, yeah the old... The oh, old. really? Okay. But look at these steam trains. And now there's going to be an electric car one. Yeah. <laughs> well, we know the guy in charge of the PR, we don't do. we? do. <laughs> so we've just done him a favour. We have. <laughs> that's right. He's lovely, so that's good. <laughs> well, actually, that. that's actually really funny, isn't it, the old Crocs? Anyway, he's... Mm. So Terence Cunio is somebody we can talk about now. So he's also painting during the First World... Uh, sorry, the Second World War. But look at the details on his paintings compared to Rebellious yeah. then. yeah. Now he has really it's completely different, yeah, isn't it? Yeah, something's going on. I mean, this is this is you know that I'm just looking at a um, invasion scene in the Far East. I'm afraid I don't know enough about him to know if he was actually there. Um, and obviously, I'll just be getting my coloured pens out all week. Yes. Well, but isn't that fun when you yeah, hear about no, somebody honestly, new? How much have I learned? You hear about somebody new doing this. and then you kind of go and have a look, you kind of look him up. Mm. Um, mm. And Clapham Junction, that's a great painting. Maybe, I mean, 
so full of detail and I don't know, I'm, as it happens I'm going there tomorrow you know it's it's um it's quite recent history isn't it yeah you know when I'm doing you know right now we're researching projects about Camille Pissarro and Caravaggio but of course that feels Pissarro less so obviously but that feels back in back in history where someone like Revilius you know we we could go out now and, and see exactly what he saw. Um, oh yeah! And if then, you walk the South Downs way, I mean, yeah. you probably cycle. I walk. Yeah. I did not realise quite how lovely they were. The South, mm. Or the path is the South Downs way, because you know normally you just stop off at sort of the, the main stopping points with the car park, walk a little bit out of the way, come back and have an ice cream or a, a drink. But actually, if you do walk it. Those middle bits do you do feel like you actually are, you know, in the middle of nowhere sometimes, yeah. which is really lovely. Yeah, mm, his paintings are. I really love them. It's extraordinary, actually, more from running than cycling, but how quickly you can get away from <clears throat> roads and houses and into quiet. There was a section not far from here where I went running recently where. I thought it was in Scotland. It was, mm. it was like undulating. There was pine forests, or, mm. you know, it's pine plantation, but and streams and um, little lakes. Um, I think. I mean, sometimes on the South Downs, you are aware of how deforested it is. Yeah. But again, I think for an artist, and you can see it in this painting, that actually is quite nice, isn't yeah. it? Yeah. I mean, you know, this that kind of sweeping. I just think again when you start looking at it. Um, just that little bit of darker green to show an indentation here and a furrow there. You know, over here, underneath the horse, mm -hmm. you know that's just a, yeah. a line of trees. Yeah. And, and if I, you were walking the South Downs Way, it's probably where you would walk. Exactly, it's a path. And there's no, a million years I couldn't paint that. No. <laughs> and you look down at the, the fields, which are all squared off. Brilliantly done. Mm. I mean, it's so clever. Mm. Totally. If you fly into Gatwick, actually... Yeah. It is one that you know, like green and pleasant land. Oh, yeah. You do always think it. And then, oh, like, every time. Mm, and then you get off the flight, it's freezing and pouring, and you're like, oh. You're waiting in the queue we'll for the, get back off the, on one customs, again. <laughs> the one customs official. Yeah. <laughs> 700 people just got off a plane. Yeah, you just like, didn't take long. No. Didn't get over that feeling. Anyway. But I think, I do think just on. The sense of perspective is really clever. Yeah, it is. It's because, again, if it had been me, you see this right-hand side. Mm. See, I'd have had that chair going right to left. Yeah. But actually, it's, of course, he's got it... He's actually correct, isn't he? He's mm. got it straight, mm. and the one on the other side is going left to right. Then, you, again, you look, at the, look, you look into the painting, you've got the fence there, yeah. which matches the line there. Mm -hmm. But the actual line of the fields, again, my natural inclination would have been to, to have done lines going towards the hills. He's done it across, horizontal. Yeah. Um, and still most people would have made it a bit more busy. And busy. like It's just so simple. There's but no so farmer, lovely. there's no, no tractor, there's nothing, is there? And honestly, when you look at his other paintings, I just think they're just... I just think someone would have put something else in, mm. and he hasn't. Maybe that's why he took the man out, because even though it's a... It's an ingrate, you know, it's not a real yeah. man. Maybe it's still just felt that the horse somehow reflected the nature he wanted to present rather than an image of a human being. On a train as well, he's a bit more solid. The man, he's a bit longer. Yeah. 
He's just lined, isn't he? Well, it's built and it's vertical again, so yeah. it's vertical with the window. Yeah. But it's interesting, he must have stood, he must have sat and looked and looked and looked, thought, you know what? Yeah. That doesn't work. No. Let's stick a horse in. I need something that's more horizontal, it's got, <laughs> it's got more curves to it. There's me saying it's all simple, but he's actually thought by loads. Oh, he must have. Yeah. Well, the other <laughs> thing that's really clever, really clever, is the, is the reflection on the glass. Oh, yeah. So yeah. that's, a, you look there, yes. the, the middle window. Yeah. That little bit of grey, that is so brilliantly done because mm-hmm. it's totally credible. Yeah. Well, to me, at least, that is the glass reflecting. I don't think that is chalk showing through on the wind on the. Uh... No. No, I'm sure it's not. I'm sure all these little patches yeah. of grey mm. are the window and over here, to, well, all three windows. It's brilliant. Yep. Love it. I'd have that on my wall. Oh yes. Yeah. So far, I'd have them all on my wall. <laughs> I come into every podcast thinking, no. And then by the end of it, I'm like, yes. <laughs> For sure. Yeah. So. I might have sold one or two of them by now just to, <laughs> yeah, just to pay off the pay mortgage. mortgage. Yeah. <laughs> I wouldn't have kept them all. No. <laughs> I wonder what, I have no idea what, I wonder what the, um, what a Revillius painting goes for. I don't know. I don't know. I would be, I would imagine it's the hundreds of thousands rather than the tens of millions, but I, I really don't know. Well, when I was looking, there's loads of prints. Yeah. You know, he's, he's actually, he's quite commercial almost. And I'd never, I just didn't, I, like I said to you, none of mm. my friends had heard of him either. Well, so, I think we've we changed now. that. Well, yeah. The Good. podcast will have, in fact, we should, you know what we should do is we should buy shareholdings. <laughs> in these artists before we because oh, obviously our podcast oh it's going to totally change everything transforms them. the market for them <laughs> completely if there's any artist out there that would like to uh, no no actually I can't I can't even suggest that I don't know what we'll, uh, I don't know they could go either way depending could could go, <laughs> depending on how we go the bottom falls out yeah. of the market actually the way in which artists <laughs> I guess it's understandable and galleries try to protect Manipulate, inflate the, the 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 price of their artist paintings or their own paintings mm. is really interesting, and um, there's all sorts of. I mean, nothing's new. Paul Durandrewell was doing this with his impressionist paintings. You know, bid, getting someone in the audience to bid against oh, him, okay, yeah. making sure that it never went below a certain price. So they again, there'd be somebody out in the in the auction that would be sanctioned to pay a certain amount, just keeping the value up. Oh, that would be a good documentary. Oh, all these kind of things go on, obviously, yeah, yeah. because you, you, because ultimately, how do you value a painting? You know, why is one painting? Why is it? If someone just found a Van Gogh. I was reading about it today. I was claiming to have found a Van Gogh. Well, what's that? Hundred million dollars? I don't know. But it's only it's worth what someone's willing to pay. <laughs> yeah. For. And um, it's like this new digital art. Um, oh yeah. You know, that stuff's worthless, really. But mm. people are willing to pay mm. millions and mm. millions of dollars. I think one went for $90 million. Right. So it's all about manipulating the market so that somebody with, basically with too much money. Yeah. Or so much money that they can afford to do this kind of thing thinks it's a reasonable investment. But, I mean, it's, I, I you know, that's that's a really... Maybe we could just have a go. A little bit of digital art later. Well... I mean, it's my birthday. <laughs> okay, let's go see do what it. we can do. Right. <laughs>
That's it for us. Let's go and do some digital art and sell it, <laughs> sell it for tea. 90 million. Have a cup of tea for and Eric. And a cup of tea for Eric. Oh, nice one. Yes. Thank you for listening to the Painting of the Week podcast. For more information, please visit our website at seventh-art.com or contact us by emailing info at seventh-art.com. See you next time.